Buckle up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and glue some garbage together into the shape of a star. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts' birth by sleep. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. This is a monumental episode, as we have finally reached the word. Yeah. The famous, the infamous word of Kingdom Hearts' birth by sleep onwards. We're not we're not there. It's it's not gonna happen for a little bit, but we finally learned about the keyblade. Horrible. Shouldn't be allowed. You don't like it. No, you shouldn't do you can't do that. No. You can't make it so that you can only understand <laughs> the difference if you have the subtitles on. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks so bad. I wish they had just called it the Kai Blade or not done it. The Kai Blade or the Ultimate Blade, the I don't know, something. They've already got Ultima Weapon, though. That's fine. That's fine. I don't know. Don't do it, then. <laughs> it's great, though. This is, it, you know, I, I've always said that the true Kingdom Hearts begins here. You know what? You, now that you've said that, you're right. I guess I'm wrong, and it is great. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, I win. Yay. And now you'll you'll finally know. I mean, I assume you already knew about this. About which, about which thing? The, the Keyblade. I did, but I forgot, and so I was angry all over again. Oh, hell yeah. That's the best I could have hoped for. Yeah. Well, now now you know what we say at the end of our episodes. How's it feel? Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's what you Every meant. Every week you've been shouting out this this wonderful, wonderful thing. Oh, the no. Keyblade. Wow, you've, you know, murdered me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I assumed that you knew what it was the whole time. No, I just thought I just thought he said Keyblade like the Keyblade <laughs> at some point, and you just like how uh, he sounds. I, I mean, I do. I do too. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to that exact line read yet. No. Uh, where did we leave off? He went to oh Disney Town. Yep, and and then you fly off to <clears throat> deep space. That's right. We're we're still we're beginning this episode still in the middle of the Ventus looking for friends arc. So mm-hmm. not a lot that's going on here really matters, but yeah, he's flying through space on his keyblade skateboard and there's a big unversed jellyfish thing and he fights it and it probably sucks because it's not a normal fight and you don't have your normal controls and moves. Uh but then it flies away and it boards a huge spaceship from Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, I like this intro. That this the huge spaceship looks cool. It's a it's a good way to get it into does. this world. Are you a Lilo and Stitch enjoyer? I, really strangely, it's like one of the few Disney movies I haven't seen, and I really should. really yeah. I always loved Lilo and Stitch. I I just missed out on it, and I should go back and watch it because it looks good. It probably holds up. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it probably holds up. Yeah, people have told me it holds up. Yeah, I would think it would. Uh, but he's not he's not even Stitch in this game. He's Experiment 626. This is a prequel, oh, as right. we know. Right, right, right. Uh, but when you summon him in Kingdom Hearts 2, he's he's in his quote-unquote dog form. So he does meet Lilo at some point after this. Hmm. Well, like you said, time in Kingdom Hearts is strange. That's true. Uh, but Ventus follows the Unverse, and he boards the ship, and he meets uh, Gantu, the big gigantic fish man. Is this Keith David? Ah. <sighs> I think he is in the... Ah, uh, shit. I don't know. He sounds like him. Sounds like him, but... Looking it up. Okay. No, it's Kevin Michael Richardson. Oh, uh, okay. Well, he's doing a great job. That guy's always doing a great job. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Gantu, uh, if you're not familiar, Drew, he's, <laughs> uh, this is the ship of the Galactic Council or something. And Gantu is the captain of the army or something. Yeah, and, I put that together. And Stitch is a little shit. He's an alien. He's an experiment. He's called 626. And he's a nasty little boy. Oh, yeah, I said Ventus meets him. Ventus isn't actually here yet. No. Uh, it looks like Stitch was maybe escaped and was recaptured. Maybe we'll learn a little bit more about that in another character story. Right. And now he's stuck into the ceiling uh, with a bunch of guns trained on him. <laughs> yes, that is from the movie. Uh, and Gantu hears this alarm go off and runs out the door. And Stitch immediately breaks out. I believe this is what he does in the movie, although I don't know if it necessarily makes sense that he, when you don't have the context. That he barfs on a gun, which kills it, and then he rips it off and runs away. I, th- If I remember correctly, what he's doing is we know – I think we know that one of his things is that he has, like, really, like, hot corrosive spit. Oh. So I think he, like, spits on the ground to distract the heat-seeking guns. Got it. Also, Kevin Michael Richardson is Gantu in the movies. I, I've been looking it up this whole time with my incredible skills. Got it. I mean, this Now is... let me put my phone down very quietly. <laughs> this is what I would do in the situation. I would barf on the gun as well. Because um, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos who's every time he's in a room, he's thinking about how he's going to take everyone down with a thing stay <laughs> in the room. It's like, I mean, I do that, but it's more of an anxiety thing than a victory thing. Oh, got it. I'm like the weird guy that did the uh, active shooter training at my work. That's like, <laughs> you should be thinking about how to get out of every room. And you go to, and it's like, no, that sounds terrible. I'll just die. <laughs> I do the thing where I'm like falling asleep and I'm like, yeah, I guess like my water bottle's pretty full. If so if like, uh, if the Babadook bursts in, I could probably like throw it at his head or something. Ah, uh, I'll just die. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. I would also barf on the gun, but out of fear. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but yeah, Stitch breaks out. Gantu finds Ventus looking around on the ship and tries to arrest him, but he gets called away by this intercom voice again. Uh, poor Ventus. He's like, this is all my fault. I should have beat the unversed. It's my job. It isn't, though. You were supposed to go home. <laughs> well... He he quit the job of being at home for the job of fighting Unversed. And finding friends. That's right. And he's doing a great job. And he's about to make a new one because Stitch shows up. And Stitch knows his name. So he's clearly met one of the others. Uh, you must be... You, you're the only little blonde boy that must exist. <laughs> <laughs> I have to assume that that means that either Terra or Aqua was like, if you see a sweet little blonde boy, that's gotta be Ven. I guess they might have pulled out their key phone and showed him a photo or something. <laughs> no, the key phone isn't until Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, okay. Uh, but Stitch, he has a little wayfinder made of junk. Yeah, I love how this thing looks. It's great. He calls it the friend circle. <laughs> yeah, he does. Friend circle? He's, I can't do the Stitch voice, he says, so yeah. I'm not even going to try. Friend circle and Akua. Which I liked. Akua. Akua. I didn't love, uh, you know, they had no way of knowing at the time, but the way that the subtitles spell Fren as F-R-E-N. Yeah. Stitches. <laughs> Stitches rancid. Stitches been on Tumblr for like a decade. <laughs> Stitch pulls out a, a little groiper that he made out of junk. 
Stitch also brings out a diagram of all of his headmates. I think we're going for different okay, directions on friend. Are you going? Oh, you're going for like 4chan person. Okay. Yeah, when I see friend these days, it's always like like nasty, cutesy, far right shit. Uh, okay. I guess I just don't I think see, that's. I don't see that as much as I can anymore so yeah i think it started on reddit there was a subreddit called like friend world or something oh. which was just like the nastiest racist memes so whenever i see friend on twitter with a pepe i'm always like this person should and they should but i'm gonna cut that <laughs> oh okay <laughs> nobody I, needs to know what i said there i don't think that, i said I something very appropriate and legal and fair yeah. um uh, Gantu catches Stitch sometime later and shoots the Wayfinder and blows it up and he says, you're an abomination. I'm not falling for the cutesy act, you little shit. It makes you wonder what Stitch has done. I guess maybe if I'd seen the movie, I might know. Yeah, the the basic thing is that Stitch was created as an experiment by a mad scientist. He's supposed to be like He's kind of like a weapon. Right. He's like a he's like a really smart, fast, strong guy who just wants to break everything. So yeah, that's why Gantu is always calling him an abomination and wants him locked up. God. He's he's dangerous. Yeah. He seems like it. You know, he he no spoilers, but he might learn a little lesson about family and love. Uh but right now he is absolutely a little shit. But he does love... Not the, to side with Gantu. But he knows the friend circle now. Well, that's the funny thing, because Stitch has a character arc in the movie, but because this is all set on the spaceship before he even goes to Earth and meets Lilo, he kind of has a character arc with, I guess, either Terra and Terra or Aqua. Yeah, he must. So he's going to meet Lilo, and he's already nice. Yeah. She's going to be like, wow, this is so boring. I hate this. Well, we're going to have like, so he's going to meet Aqua and become nice and vent this and reinforce that. And then Tara's going to teach him how to be a little dick again. <laughs> you look like you could use the power of darkness. Here you go. Whoa. <laughs> he like glues together the broken wayfinder, but he uses like darkness glue and there's like purple smoke pouring off of it he like spray paints an anarchy symbol on it <laughs> uh ventus finds the unversed in like the engine room or something and stitch shows up and they fight it together uh and then they they beat the unversed but stitch is freaking the hell out and ventus is Oh, I forgot about this part. Ventus, like, tries to calm Stitch down, and Stitch just, like, knocks him over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we find out he's upset because of his broken Wayfinder. Yeah, I would be, too. Uh, but this is the first of two times this week that we learn that uh, Ventus hates physical objects. Ye hmm. Does he? And Anything that represents friendship is useless to him. Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's more like he's saying that the emotional connections matter more than the objects. Yes. It's just funny that we get this twice because it happens again in Neverland where he's like, yeah. I don't need this precious object that I care about. You're right. It is funny that he does that twice. Well, he, the first time he's telling someone about it and then he puts his money where his mouth is the second time. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, he, yeah, he tells Stitch like friendship is uh, the, the object is not important. It's what it represents. And the friendship is still whatever. 
Yeah, we I did I did note here that Stitch keeps calling it a friendship circle, which I I doubt is going to be important, but I am curious if either Terra or Aqua is going to call it a friendship circle. I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like it's going to be Aqua, but we'll see. And I'm just basing that on the way he said Aqua, but I don't know. That's true. He he pronounced Terra very well, but he really struggled with Aqua. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Gantu then shows up and he, you know, he's doing his thing. Ah, grrr, shaking his fist. Uh, but Stitch attacks him and they escape together. And then uh, this is basically right out of the movie is Stitch like steals a ship and is trying to fly away. The only difference is that in the movie, Ventus isn't like flying next to him the whole time. I want the cut of the movie where Ventus gets knocked off course by Stitch flying away into hyperspace. <laughs> Just a complete non sequitur at the beginning of Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. How was that kid? Uh, Weird. Weird joke. I don't get it. Cool armor, though. Yeah. I like his keyboard. Uh, but Stitch, he activates the hyperdrive, I think by accident or something. He, like, tries to warn Ven to back off, but Ven is like, well, I can't hear you. And yeah, the hyperdrive activates. Ventus goes flying backwards, and Stitch disappears... And goes to Hawaii, probably. Probably. That's that. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I like this part. It seemed fun. Yeah, it's... Uh, here's the thing. The story is pretty all right. Um, little, a little short, uh, because it's padded with a lot of really, really bad gameplay. <laughs> uh, what do you have to do? There's just a lot of stuff with, like, low gravity that makes you really floaty, and you have to, like, fight your way through security hallways, and I just remember being really sick of Deep Space by the time I was done with it. I guess I'll find out at some point. Yeah, there's, like, a part where you have to go outside into space and ride around on your hover bike or whatever. There's a really horrible, like, elevator platforming section. Ugh. Yikes. I I will say, though, this is kind of the opposite of Kingdom Hearts 2 for me, where I'm like, oh, this is actually better than I thought, because I don't have to play it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it helps to not play these games. <laughs> well, that's that's not my thesis of the podcast, but it could be yours. <laughs> Maybe. It might be. Uh, somewhere in here, though, we did get a Xehanort report. Yeah. this is It's an interesting one, for sure. Um, it is it is the first Xehanort report, not including the Xehanort's letter. Right. He's kind of looking back on his life. Presumably, he's already an old man. And he's like, you know, my life has been so cool and so interesting. I think everybody would want me to write about it. He's right. I, I, I love hearing about it. <laughs> they should make a game about it. Uh, and he reflects on a turning point in his life when he left his childhood home for that place, he says, where he met his master and someone that he would come to call his brother. That's how I write all my... I, I also write my journals to be purposely cryptic to myself. <laughs> well, you know, he's he knows that his life is super interesting. He wants it to be, you know, enticing. Ooh, I gotta read on. <laughs> I think it's pretty safe to say that his brother is Ericus. Yeah, that makes sense. It's about, yeah. I mean, it, it, it must be that he went to where Aqua and Terra and Ventus are now, or are, have been trained. And I guess they used to have a different master who's gone now, it, w it would appear. We will eventually meet their master hmm. uh, in Kingdom Hearts Dark Road. Is that one of the phone games? 
It sure is. Cool. It's fine. All right. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he he kind of thinks back to what he was taught while training to wield the keyblade, uh the the precepts he says uh, the Keyblade exists that we can protect the world of light from the forces of darkness. But is it really so simple, he says. Hmm. Yeah, so he's always been a little freak, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, you know, he was he was a teenager. He was just kind of trying to find his place and figure out what he believes, and maybe he might be evil. Who knows? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to know how he, why he was just so convinced that there must be must be something else, and it's weird that he's just like, no, everything should be dark and bad. You want to know about maybe how he ended up going down a dark road? Yeah, I do. Like, well, I've like, got good news for you. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad, glad to hear it. Um. So, yeah, he he kind of says that he he sort of broke the rules by setting off to explore other worlds. He was not supposed to do so. I think he says something about, like, Keyblade wielders are only supposed to do that when required by duty. Yeah, but it sounds like he was sneaking around and checking stuff out. Yeah, because he's like, if I want to learn more about the nature of our universe and light and dark, I'm going to have to broaden my horizons. And that is the end of this report. Yeah, and I guess there's a part of me that assumes that he's actually probably kind of right that he's not being given the full picture, but there's probably a reason for that. I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah. Uh, we go to Neverland. Mickey is exploring the famous racism camp that we were all really hoping they would put in these games. Yeah, my, my notes say, uh-oh, teepees. <laughs> yeah, we got the teepees, we got the totem pole. You know what we don't have is any people. I was kind of grateful for that, because <laughs> yeah. there was no way that was going to be any good, but I'm like, why, <laughs> I know. why even be here? Be somewhere else. Be at the tree fort. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've mentioned this before, uh, but Neverland is so big and so empty and it it really does make you wonder why this is even here yeah yeah it's like let's just make sure we put the most fraught part in here but then not do anything with it i think they also don't they go to mermaid lagoon and there's no mermaids (laughs) yep that's correct what the hell is wrong with this game why do it I, i i i really have to wonder if maybe that was like cut stuff like oh yeah the mermaids were supposed to be here what's her name tiger lily was supposed to show up but then they were like shit we can't render that many characters (laughs) yeah that's too many characters on screen and the mermaid tails don't look right so just cut it (laughs) yeah we arguably dodged a bullet there though uh mickey he, I assume he's gotten here using the star shard. A corridor of darkness opens behind him and Vanitas is like standing there. Yeah. I think. Oh, right. That's right. Because we don't see anything with Mickey again until we see him like lying unconscious on the ground somewhere else. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> so I have to assume that Vanitas just kicked him through that portal and then beat the shit out of him. You can go to my co-host to see Mickey looking so peaceful on the ground. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Ventus, who, lest we forget, he got blown out of the sky by, uh, Stitch's hyperdrive. He is also taking a nap on the ground. Tinkerbell tries to wake him with a helpful kick to the face. Uh, but she, he does roll out of the way, uh, and she goes flying and she's very mad at him for that. There's a really good slide whistle when she tries to kick him and she misses. I appreciated that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, we meet two Lost Boys. There are two Lost Boys in this game. Uh, the wiki says that their names are Slightly and Cubby, but sure. their names are never said. <laughs> My only thought was, those onesies must stink. These little, oh, God. These little, yeah, no question. These little boys that, yeah, there's no way it doesn't, doesn't smell horrible all the time around Cubby and, and what's-his-face. <laughs> Yeah, uh, slightly. Yeah, I mean, it's called Neverland. I Everyone thinks that that's because you never grow up, but it's also because you never bathe <laughs> and you never wash your clothes. <laughs> and you're never nude in your little onesie. <laughs> uh, Ventus, they ask Ventus where he came from, and he kind of makes up the weakest lie of all time, which basically amounts to, I fell asleep. Yeah, and the kids don't care. <laughs> yeah, they really just move right on from that. Mm-hmm. How did you get here? Oh, I got here and then uh, slept on the ground. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, we're going to go look for a shooting star with Tinkerbell. Uh, you can come if you want. Uh, Peter Pan sees them and asks who Ventus is, but also doesn't really give a shit. Nope. I- Who's that? Well, anyway, I saw a hook hiding his treasure. Peter Pan is a lot less insufferable in this game than he is in Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah, that's true. I I hate him. Uh, anytime I see him, I just get mad, but oh, no, he my, doesn't do anything. My notes still say that he's a disgusting shit kid, but I don't... But he, he's... I mean, that's the plot of Peter Pan, basically. <laughs> Correct. My notes also say that, you know, it's kind of gross how Tinkerbell's just constantly shooting out dust. And you can see it a lot. There's a lot of close-ups of her just shooting dust out all the time, and I, I think that's gross, too. I think Neverland's very gross. It is. It really is. Also, they really like showing you her butt in this game. I don't like that, either. I feel like they didn't do that in Kingdom Hearts 1. No, this is only for the <laughs> only for the freaks of the PSPs. <laughs> we know what you're, what you're all about. Uh, every game they sold on the PSP shows Tinkerbell's butt. Oh no! Yeah, I mean, one hundred percent of the PSP games I've played had Tinkerbell's butt, but it was this. Oh, okay. Wait, did you buy? A <laughs> I PS- never played the other PSP game. Uh oh. Okay, I was saying every PSP game they ever made, but sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think of any other PSP game. Uh, Persona Three. That's true. Wait, I think Persona Three Portable was on the. No, I think I... Yeah, I think it was a PSP game. You're right. Yeah. I played it on my Vita. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Tinkerbell's butt was in that game, though. Uh, Yeah, he's like, let's let's go find Captain Hook's treasure. But Tinkerbell, quote-unquote, says that they're looking for a shooting star. And Peter is pissed. Uh, He wants to to look for his own thing. But he's he's been usurped. Yeah, Peter's just very petty and hates to you know not be the center of attention for one second i mean it's also possible that uh they're like hey we're there was a shooting star we're gonna go look for it and peter's like that's fucking stupid that's not how that works could be that i guess so <laughs> uh but they go back to the racism camp or two because they weren't there before and mickey's star shard is on the ground uh it's covered in mickey blood <laughs> oh, no <laughs> A little bit of Mickey brain on there. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, God. Vanitas, what have you done? Oh, no. Uh, but Captain Hook, I think, is just, like, standing here, and he just, like, grabs Tinkerbell and the Star Shard. I feel like the camera, like, racks out, and he's just there. 
Yeah, it is funny also that it cuts to him holding Tinkerbell in the Star Shard and does not in any way show us how the hell he managed to pick up the Star Shard with his hook. He used his flash step and then he uh, <laughs> grabbed them both. <laughs> I'm just imagining that Smee like picked it up and put it in his hook for him. Oh, that would, actually, that that would be what would happen. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like if you if you want, where's Peter didn't come with them, did he? No, he's what like, that's dumb, and he went to do his own thing. Okay, yeah, because Hook is like, you tell Peter to come to Mermaid Lagoon if he wants the pixie back. Uh, yep. So they do. And he says, I just say, a shooting star and a pixie must be me birthday, which I, I loved a lot. <laughs> it's a birthday tradition on, <laughs> on Neverland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ventus, after fighting some unversed, uh, Hook gets away, and Ventus, like, he sadly looks up at the sky, and he reflects on his conversation about stars with Terra and Aqua. And I watched this, and I'm wondering if maybe did they think that it would be nighttime in this scene? Because it's not. He just knows the stars are there. I, I guess so. It was very weird that he's just looking up at the sky, and he's like... Oh, the sky. Sometimes there's stars in it. Hey, that reminds me. <laughs> He's just always thinking about his friends. I liked the part when the Enverse show up. Uh, Ventus says scram, but they've already moved to like his in-game fighting model. So it's just his little mouth moving and his face is entirely like impassive. <laughs> and it's, it's very good and goofy. Uh, good stuff. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. The, the thing about the sky. That's right. I had another note about that because I... <laughs> When he looks up at the at the bright blue, like, cloudless daytime sky of Neverland, they put, like, a bright light shining from just off screen, and Ventus is like, oh, right, stars. Hmm. Yeah, maybe that's it. That's weird. Very strange. I didn't notice that. <laughs> uh, but Peter flies in, and Ventus tells him what's going on. They set off for <laughs> nothing Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they arrive, uh, in a, in an area where, uh, Hook's ship is, like, out on the coast. Smee is watching them with a telescope or something, and the invisible crew who don't exist start firing the cannons at them. Oh, no! Man the long tom and fire! This is a fun part, because, yeah. uh, in addition to there being giant open areas with no characters... There's also not cannonballs. There's just explosions will happen on the ground. <laughs> They're all ghosts, including the cannonballs. <laughs> all right, men, fire the ghost cannons and the ghost balls with the ghost crew. <laughs> it's just me out here. <laughs> me and the ghost crew. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder, you know, you look at Smee and you're like, this guy's so incompetent. How did he become the first mate? It's because he can run the entire ship by himself. <laughs> He's incompetent, but he does know how to summon and control ghosts. <laughs> and you know what? Hook does not underestimate his power, and you gotta respect that. Yep. Uh, but then Tinkerbell, who has just escaped from Hook, <laughs> problem solved, uh, flies up to them, and she tells Peter about a guy with a funny-looking sword. Oh. Mm. Maybe Tara helped her escape, perhaps? Probably. That'd be my guess. Uh, they split up. Peter goes to stop the cannons while Ventus goes after Hook. Tinkerbell dusts him. You. 
And unlike in Kingdom Hearts 1, Ventus can only glide. He can't actually fly, presumably because Peter just flies off without actually <laughs> explaining anything. Yeah, he doesn't know about happy thoughts. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, all right, Tinkerbell, dust him. Okay, let's go. And Ventus is like, wait, what? Do you think that gummy ships also are running on pixie dust and that's why you got the smile? Huh. Yes. Okay. Great. Crackpot Corner confirmed. <laughs> that was a quick one. Yeah. I mean, when you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. If you uh, if you zoom in on the gummy ship, you can see a little one of Tinkerbell's pixie friends, like, Just trapped in the fuel tank. <laughs> Chip and Dale, real villains. They're working with Pluto. They're just, like, jabbing her with a poker <laughs> to make her shoot out pixie dust into the engines. Oh, no. And that's, uh, <sighs> Goof- Goofy's constantly clapping to keep it alive. <laughs> He's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Donald is curing himself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Hook is, uh, waiting for Peter. He just assumes that Peter has been murdered by cannon fire and just starts cheering for himself. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this has never worked before, but this time, this time for sure, I got him. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, Ventus shows up, and what happened? Oh, yeah, Hook is like, what? My ship? And he, like, looks over at his ship with a telescope and finds <laughs> Peter just, like, dancing on Smee's corpse. Look, <laughs> it's, it's the best shot. When before that, he goes, swoggle me eyes! <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he, like, I think Peter is literally, like, pounding his chest. He's pounding his chest while just standing on top of Smee, who's utterly defeated. The ghost crew have been dispelled. (laughs) Uh, And folks, you are not going to believe what happens next because Hook says, okay, well, now I will fight you. And then (laughs) he hears a ticking clock. What the heck? Oh, no. It's the crocodile. Oh, man. Hook just can't catch a break. Poor guy. Yeah, Ventus kicks his ass and then he runs away crying for Smee. You know how it goes. Is the whole mechanic just knocking him into the crocodile and then... Yeah, I think I think you can get, like, some damage on him by knocking him off the... Because you're in, like... It's like a sort of circular rock platform in the middle of the lagoon. Right. Yeah. There, there's definitely something you can do with the crocodile, but I don't remember what. Uh, also, I don't remember... I think I've only seen Peter Pan in its entirety once... Why does Captain Hook throw gift-wrapped presents at you? I think that's a thing he does one time where he has a bomb inside a gift. Okay. All right. I feel like maybe that makes more sense when it's a trap that someone has to find and open. Yeah. If you're going to throw it at them, it might as well just be a bomb. I think that's. I think you just don't understand uh, showmanship. I just don't understand disgusting shit boys. That's true. That too. He th- <laughs> Ventus sees it and he's like, oh no, he's throwing something at me. I should dodge it. But if Peter Pan sees Hook throwing a present at him, he's just like, oh, a gift for me? Okay. Yeah, he runs right into it every time. Oh, Peter. Wow. Uh, Peter and the Lost Boys show up with Hook's treasure chest and they open it and it's empty and the Lost Boys say they lost it. Oh, man. I really thought Mickey was going to be in that chest. Oh my god. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I thought there would be like a payout, a payoff. I mean, there ends up being something, but I thought it would be Mickey in there. 
Yeah, the the treasure chest will come up in another character story, rest assured. Oh, <laughs> this okay. is a payoff to something we haven't seen yet. Got it. I keep forgetting about that. Uh, Peter's not bothered, though. He says he hates pirate treasure anyway. Yeah, stinky pirate treasure. It's all, it's all uh, gifts that explode. Yeah. <laughs> gifts that explode and drinks that make my mouth and throat hurt and make me dizzy and throw up. Is that, does that happen? In, no, that doesn't happen in Peter Pan. Never mind. Okay. No, I just assume he's a pirate. Yeah. What else is he doing? Yeah, I mean, that's all pirates really did, from what I understand. Do you think that in Kingdom Hearts 4, uh, Jack Sparrow is going to team up with Captain Hook to try to get the Keyblade? Yeah, I do, actually, now that you've said it. I, I, I also think that. Yeah. Well, that'll be something to look forward to. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Another Crackpot Corner confirmed. All right, let me tick that one off. Uh, but yeah, this is where, uh, uh, the Lost Boys, I think, are like, well, what if we put our own treasure in? So they fill it with, like, toy swords and wooden bows and stuff like that. And then Ventus is like, oh, I've got one. And he, he puts in Terra's wooden keyblade, which very, very clearly will not fit. (laughs) Yeah, it already wasn't going to close before that, uh... (laughs) It's just weird that they didn't just make a bigger chest. You just scale it up. I think that I think that that keyblade must have like some magical properties because he keeps pulling it out of somewhere, and it clearly wouldn't fit in his clothes. <laughs> or he can summon it. Maybe it's a real keyblade. Oh, We're just could, assuming that it's not. Could be. Yeah, he's actually just trying. Yeah, to, he's like, oh yeah, let me put this in. Crack just snaps it in half. He's trying to turn. Um, wow, I cannot remember these kids' names. Uh, Slightly and Cubby trying to turn Cubby into a keyblade wielder. Oh shit. Uh, but yeah, he, th- again, what I was saying earlier, this is where Peter is like, are you sure you want to put something so important and sentimental in this box? And Ventus is like, I don't need it. Me and my friends' best memories are still ahead of us. I liked that. I do like that. I don't know where that's coming from. Yeah, because he should still be mad at them. Yeah, I guess... Because some of these worlds you can do in any order. I think Neverland is always the last one. So maybe the arc has been that he kind of has cooled down and realized that the three of them will always be friends. Maybe that's what they were going for. Okay, yeah, I could buy that. I feel like it doesn't really come across through any like actual <laughs> cutscenes or anything, but... Yeah, not really. Oh, well. Uh, oh, yeah, Ventus uh, asks if he can have the Star Shard... Um, because his, it belongs to his friend, uh, Tinkerbell is not happy about it, but Peter makes her give it to him. And then it, uh, activates and Ventus disappears. And don't they, like, watch him, like, go blasting out into space? Yeah, he, like, kind of, like, zigzags across the sky and then flies away. Yeah. And they're just like, there goes my best friend. <laughs> Someday I'll make best friends with another little kid with a keyblade, and I won't <laughs> and I won't comment on it. Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to remember because I I I only played Days the one time, and it was a long time ago, and I never finished it. And very little of that is in uh, the the remaster movie thing. I'm trying to think. I know that Phil meets Ventus and Roxas. I think the only other overlap is Tinkerbell. I don't remember if Ventus even, uh, if Roxas even meets Peter Pan in that game. I don't, yeah, I guess not. I was thinking about Sora, but. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about uh, which characters in these games have met both of them, and I think it is the two most inconsiderate, hateful characters. Oh, okay. Tinkerbell and Phil. Fair enough. <laughs> they have already forgotten Ventus. <laughs> I guess it was like 10 years. Yeah, it was 10 years. and But I think the uh, Keyblade part you would remember. Who would? Pe- like, like I, I would feel like uh, Phil or somebody would remember the Keyblades, but th- that's all. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, again, he's very drunk. He, yeah, that's right. He's a satyr and he's very drunk. Yeah, he he's a satyr. He's he is always drunk and he's too horny to remember anything. Oh no. I don't like that. It's what they are. It's true. It's a satyr. Uh we go to Yen Sid's tower where Donald and Goofy are moping on the steps. This is the thing that I keep talking about. Yeah. <laughs> In Kingdom Hearts 2 when they arrive here. Uh, and they find out this is Yen Sid's tower. Donald is like, Master Yen Sid lives here? I'm remembering it right now. <laughs> plot hole, plot hole. Womp, womp. Uh, Donald looks great, though. He looks so cool with his little wizard hat. and, and it's, I love it. And it's great to see my best friends, but I hate to see them so sad. Yeah, they're very sad. Oh, we were wondering last time. Uh, they do refer to Mickey as the king, so he is already the king. Yeah, he's just a little boy king. Maybe there will be another prequel someday where we watch his coronation. I hope so. Uh, so Ventus crashes in with the Star Shard, and they're like, Oh, the Star Shard, it's the king! Oh. They see they see Ventus, and they're like, oh, That's the- oh. Crackpot corner number three of the week. Oh. Ventus is actually a mouse. Right, that's why... Cinderella sees him and thinks that he's a mouse. Donald and Goofy see him and think that he's a mouse. He's a mouse. He's a mouse. Simple as. He's a mouse. Okay. Yeah. All right. And this is like a Shion situation where he looks like what you... (laughs) (laughs) He looks different when we see him. Yeah, I remember in days when Zigbar is like, ah, he used to give me the same look, and he looks at Shion, and we see uh, Ventus, but with big Mickey Mouse ears. I do remember that. That's how I remember it. That's how I remember it. Uh, yeah, Ventus is actually a mouse. There's, like, magic on him that turns him into different forms, like happens to Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Yep. Okay. But he is a mouse. Uh, Goofy uh, takes him inside to talk to Yen Sid. And Yen Sid immediately recognizes that this is one of Ericus's pupils, and he says, you should be back at home right now, but whatever. My apprentice never follows my orders either. Oh, but he kind of does. I guess... Well, not in Fantasia. That's true. That's true. That's what he's referring to. Or in this. I mean, he's not supposed to be doing what he's doing this entire game. Oh, okay. Got it. I, I, I can't remember. Does he... I think, I can't remember if it's in Ventus' story. He does say at some point that he very much stole the Star Shard. Oh, okay, I guess I missed that. All right, fine. Yeah, he is not supposed to be on a little adventure right now. So, Uh, parallels, then. Yeah. Yeah, that's why why Mickey and Ventus are such good friends. Oh, okay. Uh, There's a funny joke here where Goofy is trying to remember Ventus' name and calls him Ventilate? Ventilate? He says, Venquist, Ventilate, Veggie. I have a hard time believing that Goofy thought that his name was Ventilate. Yeah, or Veggie. I think Goofy's making a little joke. 
Yeah, I mean, this is something we know about Goofy, is he's he he acts Goofy, but he's actually the smartest one. It's, it's Jar Jar Binks' theory. <laughs> That's right, he's also evil. He's also the mastermind. That's right, yeah. It turns out every character is secretly the puppet master. Yeah. Well, he and Pluto are both dogs. He's actually just Pluto in a costume. Oh, shit. <laughs> My god, we are just we're just knocking out these true yeah. crackpot corners this week. And when you see them in the same place, that's because one of them is um, like a replica. And When they- you see them in the same place, it's using split-screen technology, like in the hit movie Norbit. <laughs> There's a lot of parallels between Kingdom Hearts and Norbit. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen it. Me neither, but I, I, I still believe it. I have seen some of Jack and Jill. Let me think if there's any parallels there. Um, There's no characters in Kingdom Hearts who have loud diarrhea. Okay. Uh, Al Pacino's not in this. Okay. Okay, there's very little that this has in common with Jack and Jill. Um, Yeah. Is Norbit... Is Norbit part of the... We shouldn't talk about this. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) It's our Norbit break. Yeah. That's the Eddie Murphy one, I think. Yeah, I was trying to remember if it was part of the Nutty Professor like uh, series of films. And no, it just appears to be a different thing. Oh yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, what happens next? Yen Sid. Uh... Oh right. Okay. Th- so Yen Sid is kind of like he's been trying to use his magic to find Mickey, but he just like can't track him. But now he's like, oh well, now that I know that you have the star shard and he doesn't. That means that he should be in one place now, so I can find him. And he uses his magic, and he find he conjures up a vision of Mickey Mouse bleeding out, <laughs> dying in a desert in the Badlands. Vanitas is standing over him and doing Orange Justice. <laughs> uh, and then this is when Yensid takes the time to tell Donald and Goofy that they suck and they can't help Mickey. Uh, <laughs> that's right this is so weird i don't know why they did this because everyone playing the game this is certainly where i was at when i played it because donald and goofy are like let's go save the king and i'm like oh, ventus is gonna team up with donald the goofy no no that's wrong too, that's too many characters on screen can't have it <laughs> these three are not a team it would not make any sense about Donald and Goofy not knowing what a Keyblade is. Right. So, yeah, I think that... I can't remember. Is it Ventus or is it Yen Sid who's like, no, you can't go. You won't win. Uh, Yen Sid says, you two, that may not be adequate. <laughs> right. And then Ventus is the one who's like, guys, I I owe Mickey a favor. He saved me. I'm going to return the favor and I don't want to get his weak-ass best friends killed in the process. Yeah. Um, it did make me wonder, how long has Mickey been lying here dying in the wasteland? Seems like quite well, some time. Yeah, time is messy, as we know. Because oh, sure. uh, for Ventus, it was maybe like 20 minutes in Neverland, but Mickey has been there for about six months. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's bad times for Mickey. Um the magic uh, is dispelled, and Yen Sid says there's a powerful dark force blocking him. And Ventus says, I'll go hit him with a key. Uh, that's the end of that scene. Uh, did you want to take a quick pee break? Yeah, I'm ready for a pee break. Okay, great. This is pee break. <laughs> this is pee break. Uh, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but um, 
we finally have it. The demo for Lies of P is out. <laughs> um, a, ga- a game I have been awaiting with much excitement, and I'm kind of sad to tell you this game's not as funny as I thought it was going to be. No, it's not at all. The loading screen is the funniest part. Yes, it says now lying on every screen. Now lying, uh, and the loading bar is his nose growing. Yeah, but there are parallels uh, because you do have a little friend on your back who's Gemini, who is supposed to be Jim- Jiminy Cricket. Um, yeah, I mean parallels. Pinocchio's in it. Pinocchio's in it too. That's true, and it is a little bit about the nature of hearts, or in this case, the P organ. Um, yeah, so you got farther in the demo than I did. I didn't encounter the P organ. Yeah, the very last thing you find out after beating the final boss, the demo, is that you're powered by the P organ. Um, I mean, aren't and, we all? And you you want to upgrade your P organs, um, which are just like little clockwork organs inside of your. You knew what they were doing. Um, annoying things this game does is that you are not Pinocchio. You are just P. You wouldn't be. Oh, are you not Pinocchio? No, you are P. <laughs> You are just P. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, what a terrible thing to say. Yeah. The big... So, I remember talking about how there was interviews with them early on about how you know, there's going to be a line mechanic, but they didn't want to make his nose grow because he wouldn't be a sexy Timothy Chalamet boy anymore. Cowards. Cowards. Um, there is a line mechanic. I, I did finally get to the line mechanic. Um and the first time you do it, you have to lie. You have to say that you're not a puppet to get into a building. Okay. Um, and when that happens, it goes, it's like, it goes, uh, your, your like windings or warping or whatever. And he kind of like <laughs> looks a little weird, but the game is kind of positioning it as if lying is maybe good. And I don't know if that's what they're going for. Because the next time you lie, there's a woman. This game's just doing bloodborne stuff all the time. There's a. There's it a, sure is. There's a lady in a window who is dying, and you talk to her, and she's like, "I want to see my baby again." And you go find you find a baby doll at one point, and you bring it back to her, and you have the option to tell her that it's just a doll or tell her it's her baby. Wow, I remember bloodborne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so. I told her it was her baby, and then my my mechanisms warped again. My clockwork warped again. But does that do anything? I don't know. I'm assuming it'll do something in the game at some point. Okay, uh, but it didn't. Yeah, I I played the demo. I didn't finish it. I just I was shocked at how much it's just Bloodborne. I'm told that after a certain point, it introduces like things that give it its own identity. But I just got so bored of it because I was just like, I'm just playing different Bloodborne. <laughs> well, it's like bad Bloodborne for most of it. Um, I think the thing about this game is I assumed it would be like kind of busted, but everything works just fine. Um, but the main problem is most of the enemies are no fun to fight. And the regular enemies are incredibly easy and all the bosses are incredibly hard. <laughs> Yeah, uh, i i got to the I got to the first boss, and I was just like, "Man, if I wanted to play this, I'd just play Bloodborne." <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I just stopped there. Yeah, it was it was kind of shocking to me how Bloodborne it was, like down to the menus. The thing you did miss is that your level up mechanic later on they get rid of it from the bonfire things, and instead oh. it's a <laughs> it's a woman. <laughs> the, the, oh like in bloodborne yeah a woman that talks to you in like a very um you know like flat voice and i kind of assume she's also a puppet 
So like a doll, like Bloodborne. <laughs> oh, like in Bloodborne. <laughs> like in Bloodborne. So it's just kind of what just Bloodborne, hell? but with a Pinocchio skin on it. And also at some point they bring up uh, um, Asimov's like laws for robots. <laughs> so it's, um, I think, it, yeah. That's pretty funny. So, you know, when the game does come out, it may actually be really, really stupid. It only seems a little stupid right now. <laughs> and, uh, you know. I, I don't remember. Did we talk about Gemini? Yeah, Jiminy. The, the little glowing, you like use Jiminy Cricket, who's, he has like a weird like synth voice. Uh, once and you, you like use him as a lantern. Once you beat the first boss, he gets a tech, he, he's, he gets a personality back. And then uh, he starts being a fun little cricket. And he even calls himself a cricket, even though. And he, he talks like this, I bet. No, he has just, damn it. No, he's, he's more fun than that. Um, but <laughs> he, <laughs> he does call himself a cricket. Even though he appears to just be a little AI in a lantern. Oh, I assumed that he was like a glowing cricket in a lantern. <laughs> I think he's just a little robot that is a lantern, but I could be wrong. Oh, that's weird. Also, they spell it like Gemini. They do spell like Gemini. And is that hints? Is he a twin of some kind? Who knows? Oh, um, uh, Oh, the other thing is you do fight a man in a donkey mask at one point. He's the only, oh, I get it. The only human being you actually fight. Yeah. And <laughs> like, welcome to Lies of P. This isn't your grandfather's Pinocchio. Welcome to Displeasure Island. And it's very on the nose. And he's like, he's like, you're the... De- you're very the- on the long nose. Well, he goes, you're the demon's son. Because he's got Geppetto dr- trapped in a cart and you beat him. And then Geppetto gets out and goes, good job, P. And he runs away. Is he played by Drew Carey in this? No, I I wish. Um, but after you kill the donkey man, you do get his costume, and you can wear the donkey head for the rest of the demo. So that's pretty good. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like it's probably a perfectly solid game. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just kind of sick of games like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I was really let down by the fact that it just felt like I was playing slightly less fun Bloodborne. Yeah, I regret to inform everyone it didn't lean as far into all the stupid stuff I thought I was going to be doing. And so it's just kind of a worse Bloodborne that isn't as funny as I was hoping. No, it should have puzzles and like mechanics where you can like you can like yell out a lie in the middle of a fight and your nose extends and like stabs an enemy in the eye or something. That's a good game. Or like you tell a lie and your nose pokes out and you can like <laughs> reach something that's in a crevice. <laughs> yeah, that that would be like Suda Fifty One's Lies of P. <laughs> I think that might have been a puzzle in uh, the Somnium Files. <laughs> anyway, that's the pee break for now. Uh, I guess in September, maybe we'll have another one. Yeah. Until then, we will be holding our pee, but for now, we have emptied out our pee organs. <laughs> and let's get back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Ventus finds Mickey uh, dead in the Badlands. Uh, and Ulzeanort is here, and... When Ventus sees him, he starts to recall some painful memories, and he collapses. I don't know if you freeze-framed on any of these memories. I didn't. If you didn't, then we'll just move on. We'll learn more about them next time. I think uh, it, a couple of them were the beach, mm-hmm. and him in his towel. Or Did the- you like when Xehanort goes... You needed to lose in order to find. I did like that. I liked everything. I remember that game. (laughs) Right. I like everything he says. Except for the one thing he says that I hate. 
Yes, well, here he says it. He says, reclaim the part you lost. Clash with him. Pure light against pure darkness to forge the ultimate key. The all-powerful key blade. The best part is that after he goes, like, well, you maybe could pronounce it G-Blade or Kai-Blade. Okay. So I played Birth by Sleep for the first time. I I would have been like, God, it was probably like over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't play it again until I played it on the collection maybe like a year ago. And I thought that I made this part up, not the Keyblade, but the part where he projects a, a letter Chi, the Greek letter Chi, which looks like an X, above the palm of his hand, and he goes... A most ancient letter. Some say Kai, but the meaning is the same. Yeah, if you have to do that, you've done something bad. I thought that I made that up. I was like, there's no way that they out loud have him say, you might have thought that it would be pronounced Kai, but it's not. <laughs> Just pronounce it Kai Blade. Just say Kai Blade. Here's the thing. I think... That maybe the idea is that the keyblades exist because people thought that the keyblade was a key. Oh, uh, maybe that I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent on that. I might be making shit up. But some but, of them are keys, and they they well, call, they un, they they lock and unlock things. But they made the keyblades. Maybe they thought they were making a keyblade, but they made keyblades. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about the Keyblade origin story. Here's the thing. Let's just... We just gotta get right out here in in front of this. This is a podcast. You don't... We don't have subtitles. <laughs> like the game does. <laughs> it's gonna get confusing. We need to do one of three things. Call it the Kyblade. We can call it the X-Blade. Or we can vow from from this moment on to always say the Keyblade. Well, it's got to be the last one. <laughs> okay. Well, there there it is. That is that has been the ruling from now on. If we if we're talking about the Keyblade, we will always say the Keyblade. There we go. And if we're talking about Keyblades, we'll talk about Keyblades. It just shouldn't be allowed. It just shouldn't. <laughs> I'm starting to think there aren't any rules. <laughs> It's so fucked up also because like you know I went to the Japanese version to hear how he says it and he he just says keyblade. He just says it the same way that you would say keyblade normally. It's the same either way. Namura had too much power. Just too 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 much power. <laughs> I I like to believe that this was his original plan. He was like from the very beginning, I want to make a game where I can do something with the fact that the letter key sounds like key. I think he came up with this later. There's no way this is what he started <laughs> with. But you know that when he thought of it, he was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, he was he was super excited. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> guys, guys, I just got chills. And I was like, oh, God, what now? <laughs> we can't do 2000. Yes. We can't do 2000 Heartless Nomura. It's not going to work. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, no, no. Look, and he writes it on a whiteboard. Like, yeah, it's an X. Cool. X-Blade? Or is it? <laughs> like that Like that move in uh, in uh, Chrono Trigger? Sure, great. Oh, so it's like the Greek letter Chi. No, 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 no. Oh, no. 
he I love that he calls it a most ancient letter. Yeah, implying that he, this is in the continuity of our Earth, apparently. <laughs> yes, Greece existed before all of this. I mean, I guess it does in Hercules, but that's current. Well, time. Uh, he says that it's a letter that means death, a letter that spells endings. And he says that Ventus has the potential to create the Keyblade, and Ericus knows it, and that's why Ericus didn't ever let him leave home. He says he was afraid of you, and he never trusted you, Ventus. I mean, and uh, maybe I made you this way, and it's my fault, but <laughs> he doesn't say that. And Ventus looks at this man, this man with his yellow eyes and his pointy ears and his wiggling fingers, and says... You're right, I think my master who has taken care of me all this time is a bastard, and I do think he hates me. You're right, I trust you. I really like um, that we get Wiggle Finger Cam at one point, because we, we, <laughs> we, get, we, get, we get like a point of view camera from Xehanort's eyes, and his hands are in front of him, and he's doing wiggles towards Ventus. And I really Yes, the, the PSP was able to render <laughs> ten, 10 wiggling fingers per second. And they wanted to show it off. It was impressive. It's good. I love his wiggling fingers. I, you know, he's got such charisma. I can't blame Ventus for falling for this. Yeah. What well, it, I guess, I guess the question is, is that, is that actually how Ericus feels? I think it's clear that Ericus really was trying to not let him leave because he was worried he would turn into a weapon. But I think it was, you know, that seems like a good thing that Ericus was doing. Yes. And I, I, I do think that Ericus, and we'll we'll see Ericus very shortly and get a little bit of his perspective, but I do think that while Ericus was trying to keep Ventus at the Land of Departure so that he couldn't uh, become a big weapon, I think that he also does care about Ventus. Oh, definitely. He definitely does. Uh, is, was he afraid of Ventus, though? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it is kind of that thing, like, of all stories where it's like, you guys should just talk, maybe, but... You know, then you don't have a story, so... Yeah, just not to not to Xehanort. No, don't talk to Xehanort. He says some real dumb shit. Talk about keyblades. Keyblades. <laughs> Ancient letters. <laughs> Wiggling his fingers. Um, but Ventus, he, he gets up off the ground and he's like, you know what? You're right, it's true. He did never let me out of his sight. And Xehanort's like, <laughs> go ask him yourself. And summons a tornado that comically flings Ventus and also Mickey into a portal. Yeah. Uh, the I, shot of Mickey getting, like, pulled off the ground <laughs> is very funny. Because yeah, they do a big zoom in, and Mickey's got this really peaceful, and he's sleeping, and then he just gets kind of, like, drug, <laughs> drug limply into the air and shot through <laughs> into the portal. He doesn't end up where Ventus ends up, though, so I actually have no idea where Mickey goes right now, but... Um, it would it would be funny because Ventus ends up back at the land of departure. It would be funny if if Ericus was like Ventus and what a, a mouse a, another mouse a, mouse? a second another mouse. mouse Ventus. There's two of you. There's two, there's two mice. Oh, did I never tell you you're a mouse? You're a mouse. Sorry about that. That's the big secret I've kept from you all this time. How much have you been keeping from me, Master? Just the mouse thing. Uh, yeah, he Xehanort says, ask Ericus yourself, learn about your greater purpose, and, uh, oh, that's right, no, Ventus doesn't end up, he doesn't land in the Land of Departure, he is flung up into the lanes between, his armor, like, automatically activates so that he doesn't <laughs> suffocate in space or whatever happens. 
Oh, did, 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 uh, Mickey, he, did Mickey die in space then? Yeah, Mickey died. And okay. uh, he says, well, only one way to find out. So he flies down to the land of departure. And Ericus is like, oh, Ventus, you're here. Where's Aqua? Well, anyway, I'm glad that you came back. Uh, and then Ventus says, you're imprisoning me here, aren't you? And Ericus is like, fucking Xehanort. <laughs> I I think, all right, we'll get to it. I don't know why Ericus ever let Xehanort back here. Yeah, we, you know, the, we'll, we'll see a lot of reasons to think that Ericus never should have trusted him. But we do have it from Xehanort's own, like, journal that there was a time where they were, like, brothers. Yeah, but then there's the time that, that Xehanort basically tried to kill Ericus. Yeah, well, maybe Ericus is just very nice. Yeah, could be. To a fault. Could be. Uh, but yeah, he... Uh, Ericus like touches his scars and thinks back to his fight with Xehanort. I doubt that we've mentioned that he has two scars on his face. I don't know when it would have come up. Yeah, he's got cool guy scars on his face across his but eyes. But now we get the origin story of the scars that our listeners may or may not have known about. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we're we're in the sort of I don't know what you would call this. I was going to say the throne room, but that's not right. The chair room. Yeah, I my notes say where the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know. It's the same room where they had the mark of mastery exam. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, there's just three big chairs. Um, and yeah, Ericus and Xehanort are arguing uh, because he he knows that Xehanort wants to make the Keyblade, and Xehanort is like, "But I have a good reason for it. You know, the world was once covered with darkness." But then, as a result of the Keyblade War, there was a precious light that was found. Is this the first mention of the Keyblade War? To my knowledge, it is. All right. Well, now we have heard of the Keyblade War. That's exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, One one might think that it has something to do with the giant field of dead Keyblades in the ground. Could be. (laughs) Could be. Who could possibly guess? Um. But yeah, Xehanort's like, I want to learn more about the Keyblade War. I want to know what happened. I want to know what started. I want to know how it ended. Uh, he says that ruin brings about creation. And what he believes is that the Keyblade War happened. And some force out there believed that they were worthy of a precious light that saved them. And he wonders if they're worthy of it now. And Ericus, I would say very reasonably, replies, You would risk an apocalypse out of sheer curiosity? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point, Ericus. Doesn't really seem worth it, Xehanort. That line, I love that line, but it also does remind me of the people who are, like, petitioning change.org to get the Large Hadron Collector shut down. This is a little different. It's a little different. <laughs> yeah, if if Xehanort just wanted to, like, shoot some light particles at each other, that'd be one thing. But he wants, like, everybody to have a big fascist war in space. That's right. Um, I love this line here, though, because Xehanort is like, ah, but darkness is not the end. It is the beginning. Do we not emerge from darkness into light at birth? <laughs> and Ericus just goes, poetic excuses. I appreciated that. Yeah, it's like, that. just because you said poetry doesn't mean you're right, dude. Right, like, yes, that is how it works, but that metaphor doesn't mean that you should cause a big war. You know how when you're born, you're born from a huge war? one could argue that when people have sex it's like a war of genitals 
That's why I've never done it. I'm too scared. (laughs) (laughs) Also, because everyone sees me in the way I wiggle my fingers and it freaks them out and they leave. Oh, no. (laughs) Xehanort's an incel. Confirmed. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, But Ericus pulls out his keyblade and he attacks Xehanort, but Xehanort... Shoots him with two blasts of darkness from his own keyblade. One, two, one, two scars. There they are. I do like the darkness kind of like sizzling on Ericus's face. Like, yeah, as neat. the scars like kind of fade onto his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a cool effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time we've seen either of their keyblades. So let's talk about their keyblades. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ericus's keyblade is called the Master's Defender. Uh, it's pretty visually simple, I'd say. Mm-hmm. The handle is very blocky. I don't know if you got a good look at it, but it looks really bad to hold. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that doesn't look super easy to hold. It's a big fucking rectangle that you're gra- grasping onto. Uh, but look at the shape of it and look at the teeth. What do the teeth look like? Uh, it's really small. Why is it so small? Hold on. <laughs> uh, I mean, the teeth look, oh, they, they kind of look like a, like a winding mechanism or something. I don't know. No, they look like a letter. Oh, it's an E. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the guard shaped like? Uh, uh, it's a square. Oh yeah. It is a, well, it's kind of rounded on one side, but sure. Square. E. Square Ericus. Square. <laughs> No, I get it. It's Square Enix. I get it now. Okay. Yay. Yay. <laughs> it's not that square. It's rounded on the one side, but fine. Is it? I, mean, I feel like it's pretty square. Let me yeah. take a look. In the photo I'm looking at, I mean, it's a, it is a rounded-ish square. You're, I, I think, obviously, you're right. Yeah. And his name is Ericus. And his name is Ericus. So. Man, there's some good pictures in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, look, he looks cool. <laughs> uh... Also, the keychain, every keyblade has a little token on the end of the chain. Um, Ericus's token is uh, the same little heart-shaped mark that I talked about before. It was on Ventus's stained glass. It's on all their uniforms. Not uniforms, all their clothes. It's the it's the symbol that... I think it's officially called Terra's mark, which doesn't really make any sense because all three of them have it, but... Right. It's, it's basically associated with, like, old-school keyblade wielders, so... That's why that's there. Got it. And Xehanort uh, has a uh, metal band's like, <laughs> uh, like logo art for a sword, basically. Yeah, I mean, it literally has like, uh, I think it has a horned goat head. It's a horned goat head, and then an eye in the end of the blade that kind of has like an axe head off of it. Yeah, uh, the the guard is devil wings, and the like the whole like grip part looks like chainsaw blade looks bad to hold oh yeah <laughs> a lot of keyblades it turns out are really bad to hold in your hand yeah because it's isn't it like a twisting like metal bar i guess oh yeah in the middle is metal i was looking at the bottom i guess the bottom isn't where you actually hold it that part's like yeah it is just like a little metal bar that's okay i guess there are like pointy things to- towards your hand but uh yeah <laughs> be careful uh his keyblade is called the no name oh uh so i'm gonna say something right here right now we're not gonna get into it mm-hmm. but you noticed that there's an eye at the tip of the keyblade i do 
that eye is a recurring visual. It's called the gazing eye. And we've seen it before. Riku's Soul Eater and uh, Way to the Dawn has that. Yep. Uh, Vanitas's Keyblade also has one. Hmm. We'll we'll learn more about this eye eventually. I can't believe that's uh, important, but yeah, yeah. There is some there is some significance to the eye, but we we are absolutely not going to get into it right now. Hmm. Um, you know, no more love symbols. When a symbol recurs across different characters and different games, it's probably going to matter at some point. Got it. And if it didn't at one point, it's going to later. <laughs> he will decide later that it actually did. Yep. Uh, and yeah, he he leaves those scars on Ericus's face, and Ericus says, "Has the darkness taken you?" And Xehanort's just like, "Not your concern." Basically, <laughs> and he just walks away. Yes. I would say it is uh, his concern. Uh, you're trying to start an apocalypse war, and you just uh, attacked him and scarred his face. And this is what I mean. Eric with darkness. Ericus knows this is what Xehanort's up to and was still like, yeah, I guess you can come watch my students do a fight. That seems okay. Yeah, he's he just wanted to hang out with his cool brother. Yeah, I, or I guess maybe Ericus is playing some sort of long game, but I, I guess I'll find out later i do always wonder about the age difference between them because when we when we get uh xehanort backstory they seem to be about the same age but i think that xehanort looks approximately 40 years older than him in this game well that's basically like this is what exposure to darkness does to you it's like those old smoking ads um (laughs) (laughs) he's been huffing darkness so much it's really bad for your skin god no kidding uh, so back in the present, within the prequel, uh, Ericus says to himself that he will not fail again, and he summons his Keyblade to try to kill Ventus, and he says, forgive me, Ventus, and then he launches some magical chains at him. It really seemed like he could have done something else, short of killing his student. Well, I've tried not killing him. Yeah. Let me try killing him. <laughs> I mean, killing him will solve the problem. I just think that he 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 kind of went from A to Z real quick there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do want to. I I want to put a pin in something right here, right now. I don't know if it's going to matter, but the magical chains that Ericus shoots at Ventus—they're like bright gold chains. We see those a few more times. And I feel like they're always used by, like, Keyblade Masters. Hmm. I don't know if these chains are going to ever be important, but I'm just I'm just putting a pin in that now. Just keep an eye out for, for this, because we know that, like, Chain of Memories, there's stuff with chains. So these these things might be important. I really don't know, but... Hmm, okay. I'll be on Chain Watch, uh, but someone else is already on Chain Watch, and it's Terra who jumps in to block the chains from hitting Ventus. Yeah, I, I was I was happy to see this because, <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't think Erica should be killing a student. You were you were briefly afraid that what was going to happen is that Ericus would grab Ventus with chains, rip him apart, and then <laughs> Ventus would just fade out, and then they would roll credits. <laughs> no, I didn't think he was actually going to get to kill Ventus. I just I don't know. Anyway, good to see Terra. Yeah, but. 
I, I, I think, you know, I, I talked so much shit about Jason Doring's voice acting at the beginning. I do, I do think he's good in this scene, uh, when he's defending Ventus, uh, and Ericus, he says, what does he say? He's like, why, why do all my attempts to reach you fail? If you will not obey, you will have to share Ventus's fate. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you just let me kill your friend? I guess I I'll kill you too. I have three pupils, and if I kill two of them, one of them is still a master, so that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he was gonna kill Terra. He's gonna kill Terra. But he cried about it. He did cry. He did cry a little bit. Really sad. Ventus is just ready to die now. Oh, yeah. Ventus literally tells Terra, like, just let him do it. And Terra's like, shut up, Ventus. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and Erica starts to charge up a big attack, and I like this this shot here where Terra like kind of takes a deep breath and sort of steals himself and then starts sizzling with darkness. Pretty cool. Reminds me of another cool guy from a different game. Are you thinking of Riku I'm or from an entirely different game? Thinking of Riku, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll obviously we'll get this scene from Terra's perspective later, but. I do I do like that sort of callback to Riku of like he's he's using the darkness but not out of weakness, you know? Yeah, like like when he used it to fight Roxas or yeah, or when he used it to fight um when when Terra used it to fight those balls. Right. <laughs> yes, that was <laughs> the most important time it's been used. Yeah, but I <laughs> I want to just move on from that before I, I I already have said more about Terra's side of it than I than I wanted to. Okay, got it. <laughs> got to save something. If we're talking about scenes multiple times, I have to save something. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know what we're gonna do when we get to repeated scenes. We might just completely gloss over them if we have nothing to say <laughs> that's new. But we'll see. Okay. Anyway, uh, Terra. Hucks Ventus through a portal of his own. Ventus is getting a lot of portal hucking in this game. <laughs> yeah, he really does, huh? And uh, yeah, Ventus, the the portal closes between them before he can see how the fight ends. And that is where we are leaving off this week. Yeah, that part's pretty cool. I really didn't expect Ericus to just be ready to kill Ventus. No, I, I, it's a wild, wild thing to happen. Yeah, and I guess it's like I guess I don't know how bad it's supposed to be for there to be a key key blade. Um, doesn't seem like it'd be. I guess you just don't want you really don't want Xehanort to have it. Definitely not. And this is, uh, I think, the first that we've seen of this side of Ericus's character is he is really, 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 really devoted to the light, right. The- I I think an interesting thing about him is that you know we've we've talked before about the fact that Kingdom Hearts kind of gets into the idea of like light and darkness can exist in balance like people who use the power of darkness are not necessarily evil etc cetera, etc cetera. and we've talked before about how sometimes it feels like Sora is a little bit too like one track minded when it comes to light and dark at least until he, I, th- I think that kind of changes when he meets up with Riku at the end of two. But I think Ericus is an interesting like. This is a man who there is no like gray area for him. If something is darkness, it must be destroyed. 
And that is the that is the thing that Xehanort chafed against from the beginning was like this just seems too strict. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that Ericus and Xehanort uh, have a very interesting relationship and really really emphasize interesting things about each other. Hmm. Yeah. I- um. So yeah, that's that's it for this week. I really like this part, despite the deep space of it. Yeah, I I like it despite the fucking Peter Pan of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I think it was this part was super interesting, and even those parts I think had stuff that were good, even if it was two times <laughs> two times Ventus realizing that friends are bigger than the things that you have. Yeah, I think I'm really uh, feeling glad about the decision that we made to go character by character and not put them all together because Kingdom Hearts two there were some there were some rough times of just like well it's another three Disney worlds that suck <laughs> yeah this way you get through them pretty quick yeah it's we're just we're just blasting through it I mean next next time we're gonna finish Ventus's story yeah. Oh, I will say, I definitely did notice what it means that um, that Xehanort removed the darkness from Ventus, and then Ventus is all light now, and then there's something else that's all dark, and that's definitely got to be Vanitas. I mean, that that's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, Xehanort wasn't super explicit about it, but yes, that is what he was saying, is like, if, if Ventus, a pure light, clashes with Vanitas, a pure darkness... It will forge the all-powerful key blade. And I'm assuming Vanitas just has a little Ventus face underneath that mask. And that's why he's got a mask on all the time. Guess we'll find out. Guess we'll find out. Uh, it's time for Wish Us Duck. It's time for Wish Us Duck. Um, this is a segment where we try to sound like Donald Duck. Something about P-Organ. P- <laughs> uh, yeah, what about the P-Organ? Um... Sora, you have to use your pee organ. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Unless you've got anything better. No, no, that, that, I don't. I don't think I could have anything better. Um, here I go. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. Sour. That was that was pretty good, and we know Sora's not going to learn about his Pyork until Kingdom Hearts Five. No, uh, yeah, well, unfortunately, Sora um, he stopped going to school, <laughs> so he would have learned about it during Kingdom Hearts One when his school had their health class, right? But he was already in outer space by then. Ericus obviously teaches abstinence-only education. <laughs> That's right. Everything is black and white with him. That's the reason Xehanort was so mad. He was like... <laughs> he's like... He saw... He's, he found condoms in Ventus's room while he was snooping, and he was like, I have to destroy you, Ventus. <laughs> Forgive me. Oh, God. Um... What... <laughs> uh, Oh, I don't remember how to end the podcast. That's fine. Uh, next time, I'm not going to spoil where Ventus ended up, but we will go there. And we will go from there to the end of Ventus's story. Uh, I think we'll have three Xehanort reports to read, which is Sick. 
for for an ending, pretty low for us, I'd say. That's true. Everything really is shortcutted in this game. I think in I think when we finished Kingdom Hearts one, I'm pretty sure there were like six. At least, yeah. Yeah, I was really regretting the format that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we will we'll do Terra after that, and then finish off with Aqua. You're probably pretty happy about that. Oh, why, why would I be happy about that? Oh, I wasn't talking to you. Uh, oh, okay, that's weird. <laughs> uh, anything else that we do? We're on co-host at Sounds About Light. We're on Twitter at Sounds About Light. I'm on co-host at Positive stress i'm on co-host at achilles Healy's. i have no plugs this week it's been it's been so weird i've had no podcasts besides this one what the heck that that must be very strange for you i haven't had i haven't had so much free time since i had covid how is it covid uh no. it was pretty bad yeah i don't recommend it yeah i wouldn't think so free time i mean oh uh it's it's been good i've just been sitting here talking into a microphone alone gotta stay sharp <laughs> that's right doing my vocal exercises uh talking about uh whatever whatever i say uh, uh, penis <laughs> whatever i say on my podcasts just going through secret lives the american teenager on your own oh yeah i mean i rewatch that uh just year round Oof. that's not true for the love of God, nobody believed that. That's not true. I don't do that. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. We're hosted on noisebase.xyz. I, I wanted to give a shout out. There's a new podcast, and I think I, I don't think I've shouted it out yet. There's a new podcast on Noisebase called Check Out This Guy, a podcast about OCs. Oh, that's fun. Not the TV show. So, like, they find OCs and talk about them? Uh, they talk about their own. Oh, okay. Okay. That sounds fun. Uh, you can also listen to other stuff as well. Yeah, I recently started listening to Ed also with you, and that's good. And, you know, you can catch up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, they also have uh, Picking Up Something Good, which was originally about Radiohead, and then it wasn't. Same hosts. Uh, there's all, there, There's other music ones. There's Giants Confirmed, about whether or not they are giants. And... Oh, no. Zero to zero. And zero to zero. Which I'm not on anymore. But they will be talking about Mystery Men at some point. I'm kind of scared to hear how Mystery Men is. I'm sure it's aged really well. Yeah, I bet. I don't know how it wouldn't have. Just like all well, of, just like all of Hank Azaria's work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the end of this episode of Sounds About Light. Yep. Until next time, we finally we finally have heard him say it. Keyblade! Keyblade! And of course... Except it should be... Because <laughs> you see, it's like the Greek letter uh, key or chi. But, but like... You know, I, here, I'll just show it to you. It's easier that way. <laughs> fuck. Oh, fuck. I fucked up so bad. Let me write it down for you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Why do you seek the Keyblade? Would you blanket all the worlds in darkness? Reduce them to nothing? But darkness did cover the world once. In legend. We know so little about the Keyblade War. 
only that it was just the beginning. Amidst that crisis, a precious light was found. It is a curious tale, and one worth exploring. They say ruin brings about creation. So what then would another Keyblade War bring? When the darkness falls, will we be found worthy of the precious light the legend speaks of? I must have these answers. 